This is the sound of worlds beyond number. Golden banners, crimson pennants, a rack of wands and war staves, a smell of singed incense, some food beyond in a small kitchen, some ripe fruit hanging in the air, and a musk of someone who stays in peak physical condition, and a home of someone who is here and lives life to the fullest in the moments that he is here, but then is gone for long stretches of time. Suvi, you stand in the doorway, looking at Silver, a pack ready to go that he keeps packed in a closet of his chambers, is on his shoulder as he holds a scroll in his hand. Silver's brow is set and a vacant but determined expression hangs on his face as he re-accepts that his life is given over to a great cause. This is a fact of his existence that spares him some great deal of turmoil for all of the freedom he has given up means that he need but be loyal to forces he believes are working great wonders upon the world looks up at you. Uh, Fort Kieran was overrun last night. They had to abandon the garrison. Uh, Forces are mustering about two days march away. They had to shut down the gate at the fort before anyone could use it. The Archmage Saber's already there. Okay. Why? When do you Does it have to be now? It has to be now. Suvi runs through a list, a litany of things that she wants to do here in this place where she's been vulnerable so many times for the last month. And beg for a little more time and to be cold, foolish, and emotional and puts it all away. Because if he could, and she watched his face as he became the version of himself that she is so fond of, she doesn't want to fail him in this moment either. (sighs) Would you like an escort? Give me an insight check. Why must I roll like trash on every inside check? Nine. So what you don't see, or rather what Silver does a adequate job in disguising, is the hope that you would succumb to your emotions and ask for something so that he might be able to be strong and yet give in to such a request. Instead, his stoicism is met by yours. And he says, 
Yes. Uh, let us go. As you march through Gavriel, court of the citadel, white gravel stones under your boots, he shoulders a citadel war staff, something a little bit more meaningful over his shoulder. You see the staff glows with actually some spell energy already contained within it. The work of wizards and artificers aplenty. And he has his emerald ring on his finger, some armored bracers that not only give him some small benefit like the bracers of the Azure Battalion, but these Citadel Evokers bracers protect from a fair amount of the horrors he will see. As he marches towards a area assembling in front of a traveling door stone off towards the edge of one of these platforms. You see a small scintillating golden light arcs overhead as a temporary roof is created to, even from the sky above, cover up the coordinates that are being placed into the sliding circles of stone underneath. You see other war mages gathering here. Silver nods to some of them as he approaches. You also see there are new Tamori here. Uh, the Tamori appeared at the Citadel during your lifetime. Like You were a little kid when the first ones were around. You remember meeting Mr. Callum on the first day that he like existed, where you were like nine years old. You are now 20... Well, you're, tw you're 20. Yeah. You're now 20 years old. Uh, you see new Tamori for the first time. Uh, several of them smile with a deep kind of lava red glow on like at their the base of their throats as they open their mouths they look as though they are lit from within uh, and you see there are others near them that are radiating light about the sort of a powerful icy hot white blue light uh, and each of them you see have uh, just matchsticks on them they have the uh, the, the sort of uh, normal Imperial War Staves. But uh, you see they are Tamori that are fully uh, armed. Much like Mr. Callum, they look identical, but they don't have any distinguishing feature on them. You see that they have maybe like uh, across like a patch across their shoulder, like under the epaulets of their coats, they have uh, a long sequence of numbers written out, uh, stylized by the lingua arcana. So a number as numbers are notated within that language. And the sort of hot, icy, white, blue ones have a small sort of gem around their wrist on a bracelet that aids with concentration that the red more fiery ones do not. Can I cast detect magic and try to figure out what spells these Tamori are? Uh, give me a sleight of hand check to disguise the casting from these beings here. Fuck. Ooh. Nine. Uh, one of the red Tamori looks over at you, says... Are you interested in what we are? Uh, uh, Silver, you see, is busy talking to a commanding officer. And 
the sort of Roman smiles, eyes burning like hot coals in the bottom of a campfire. Oh, yes, I am. What's your name? Please. <laughs> you see, there's a as one of the hot icy sort of ones goes over, and there's a crackle of electricity. <gasps> Names. We won't live long enough to need one. And uh, they sort of smile and uh, uh, walk off together as Silver comes back. Uh, you detect magic. Uh, you detect another. There's about 15 of each here. Um, they are ninth level uh, in in D&D terms uh, they are fireballs and lightning bolts upcast to ninth level uh, who uh, you see uh, associated with them Mr. Callum is a cantrip so he can cast himself over and over and over and over and over again Uh, and you see that these Tamori here like the the matchsticks are for casting cantrips, so they must have the ability to cast some kind of cantrip of themselves. You would guess maybe like a fire bolt, yeah, witch bolt. <laughs> but you get the sense that if they cast their true spell, it's the last thing they do. Oh my god! And I've never there's is this the first time I've seen an execution of something like this? Yes, this walking. Is, uh, yeah. Wonders never cease at the Citadel. Okay. Uh, Silver, uh, hold on. Uh, yes, Sky. Uh, and I'm gonna reach under my glove to like a bracelet that's been hanging so low on my wrist that it's been obscured by my blue gloves, and uh, remove it. And it's just a really simple like white gold chain with a couple stars on it and a little moon. It's not very special. It was just... <sighs> I know it's very corny that I got myself a little cloaking gift, but um, I really want you to have it and bring it back. Uh, Silver takes the gift and gives you a kiss. You have to come back. Wizard Sky, you have my word. I'll return. Uh, And I think she leans up and kisses him again before remembering that there are so many people around and everything's happening and this isn't the moment she wanted it to be or where she wanted to be. Yeah, as as you pull away from here, you see the sort of the, the the discomfort of this tender display in this place. Silver walks off towards some other wizards. You see one of the fiery Tamori look over at you and just go, mm. "Nice little smooch." You got a fucking problem? If I've got a problem, then we've all got one. Do your job. Can't do anything else. I think that's the thing that, like, gets Subi's blood up enough that she turns and leaves. Um, you see a couple of these Tamori sort of <clears throat> laughing at each other. And uh, there it, it looks, the feeling you got from these ones 
is very different than you've gotten from any Tamori before. Yeah. These are the most powerful spells. You've only seen Tamori that recreate either like cantrips or in some cases first level spells. Yeah. These are like higher, more dangerous, more volatile spells. And the fact that the first time you're seeing these beings, they're being shipped out. Yeah. You also know that it's like, you don't need to know any, just on, based on magical theory alone, the fact that these guys are shipping out without names is not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything in Stevie's mind as she's walking away. Uh, Fort Kieran fell and they're falling in immediately and taking out uh, like prototypes of high level Tamori. This feels like a rush job. Uh, is there anything I know about like the military importance of Fort Kieran? Uh, Fort Kieran is in a region called Shabal. Uh, it's in the uh, it's in the far north, um, and uh, the I think on the way there, Silver would have told you if you'd asked uh, that the garrison was taken by a number of great beasts, and by the time that they were able to come back. A company of sorcerers from Gauthmai had already set up within, and you know that Gauthmai is to the far south. Yeah. So, uh, and they believe that the Red Fleet is on its way to uh, that coast, towards the coast of Shabal. Knowing that my friends expect me to be gone for the night, I will instead. Uh, I'm going to go to whatever library I frequent the most and look up anything I can on the shapeshifters of Gauthmai and what they've got going on, and I will go and spend the night uh, in Silver's room. If I still have the key, I would have tried not to remember to give it back. Give me a nature check. Eight. <laughs> Looking for material on the shapeshifters of Gauthmai, you go to your normal libraries to research, and find vanishingly little about the actual practice or substance of those shapeshifters. There's lots of information about how to fight them. And basically what it says is the normal instinct to deal damage, the normal instinct to kill through injury will be poorly served fighting a shapeshifter. <laughs> that you are much better off trying to do something clever like, to use D&D terminology, you're way better off making them make a saving throw against something like a hold or a banishment or something like that, that, like, in a pure fight, a shapeshifter will likely win. This is the kind of information that your most frequented areas of the Citadel have on shapeshifters, yeah. which is like, you want to know about shapeshifters? Well, here's how you kill them. Yeah. Uh, and there's very little about their history, their goals, their ambitions, their achievements. But they are sort of centered on Gauthmite. Yeah. Uh, more interesting uh, searches will happen in the daylight. Right now, I think she's just trying to comfort herself with anything that she knows feels like a transitive Silver would know, and he will be okay, and it will be fine. The next day comes. Uh, Ursulan, Ame, the fox, Suvi, uh, and a number of hovering platforms uh, basically just 
little lines of light in the shape of beautiful, ornate carriages. So it looks like carriages made of glass, but where half the glass kind of ripples into and out of existence as they move along, just sort of pure force. These carriages of force trundle along over the beautiful streets of Malacanth Court as it is moving day for the wizard's sky. Mm. Uh, <laughs> beautiful red room of Alabast Hall gets uh, all sort of boxed up, you know, real higgitus figatus vibes <laughs> up in there. Uh, shout out to the sword and the stone. Uh, A mean little owl's just there heckling me. <laughs> Who if, do you go to? If wizards had been meant to move, they would have been born with U-Hauls. <laughs> you see the, uh, as you arrive, uh, there is the massive uh, one of the five main Archmagi towers, the, and this is the Archmage Silence's tower, which looms large over Malacanth Court. And there are several buildings that buttress off of it. And there is a much smaller, like only about, I would say, like an eight-story tower that, <laughs> which is still... Uh, so lit. It's so cozy. <laughs> I would say that the that Silence's tower is probably a, let's call it a, like, 40-story tower. Um, this little eight-story tower abuts from a single sky bridge, and there is no door on the ground floor. Oh, you got to be <laughs> shitting me. Uh, what? 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 It's a starter tower. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? How, how long until you get another one? Uh, I don't know. If I had to give, like, a number... Less than a decade, he's so old. Wow. Wait, you'll take his? Yeah, that's what I'm training to do. We don't have to talk about it. He's a very nice man that will live a long time. How are you going to furnish this whole place? I do not have enough furniture. It is going <gasps> to look crazy for a while. Okay, well, um, I can grab a couple of the old milk crates from the bakery for some temporary furniture. Oh, you're so sweet. Please do not do that. Mm. Thank you. I will buy furniture. I can do that. But thank you. That's so, you're so sweet. Um, can we get, would you guys want to decorate? Like, do you want a little room? And we can all stay together? I was assuming as much. The yeah. protector must have a room in the, in the wizard's tower. Agreed. And Ame, and you'll have a room too. And we'll all stay in the tower and we'll figure out uh, a way for you to get in and out that's more convenient than the the door through the rest of the town. Ta- we'll figure it out. Yeah, I... That sounds good, but... I, I... I do need to go check back into the cottage soon. Oh, okay. I mean, I, sure. I, I saw some business to conduct here, and we, we still have a lot of things to investigate for you, but... Yeah. I should definitely at, le- at least go back to the Silbury Gate, uh... As soon as possible. But, like, just for a little, right? Because you could do... I mean, Gram- Grandma Ren, she was always out. Well, and she maybe- was, but she was the vi- the witch of Toma. And and so am I, but... Well, no, 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 you're the witch of the world's heart. And this is part of the world, so maybe be here? You... Always know how to drive a hard bargain. So let's... 
a week. All right. Let's at least okay. let's at least put this on hold for a week. I have a, like a big meeting to be studying for, and to, I need to gather allies about. Um, yeah. How are you doing, by the way? Oh God, <laughs> terrible. Uh, so I went over. <laughs> And Silver got deployed. So <laughs> we're doing great. It's fine. He'll be fine. He'll be back. But uh, that's happening now. So seems like the lull in the war is unlulling in a way that feels bad for me. In a personal way that I don't want to process yet. I'm going to stop talking now. Let's move things. Yay! Yeah, I'm going to lift stuff. Um, you guys begin moving. And we actually, the uh, as you're moving stuff, you see sort of walking up through hallways, carrying boxes. Uh, you see that a number of uh, sort of normal, sort of, uh, like, stone constructs begin to also help carry some of the heavier bits of furniture. You guys are more carrying boxes and tomes and things like that. These are a little bit more fragile and require a little bit more care. Um, the fox, uh, sort of panting along next to you, you see he has just one little basket of potpourri in his mouth from the bathroom. <laughs> you see he goes up and looks at you, Ame. Boss. Mm-hmm. Do you think... What happened last night in that bathroom? Well, the reckoning came for me. Uh, it's time for me to take on my responsibilities as the Witch of the World's Heart. And... We gotta get back to the cottage, but also I don't know quite how to leave here. Has do you remember what you said to the to the little fairy? Um. Yes, I do actually. I, I said that. Um, I, I said my apologies and my regards, and that I'm newly witch of the uh, of the world's heart, and I let her pick the location of the meeting, which is not something that I'm supposed to do. Oh. Uh, well, oh, oh, tell her that the fairy lied, and then... But I wrote it. I wrote it in my handwriting. Oh. Well, tell her that that's not your handwritings, and then she says, yeah, well, and then she'll ask you to do, do handwriting. But then I'll but just then do hide it. your hands in your sleeves and say your hands got cut off. I could just actually write with my left hand. Maybe. And then she wouldn't be able to understand the handwriting and be like, oh, this is clearly not your handwriting. But she wouldn't be able to understand any of it because you'd be writing it backwards. Hey, Fox. Yeah. I think that maybe actually it might be time for you to learn to read. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't want to learn how to read. Yeah. Spits the potpourri out. Oh, you were being so Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, uh, you witness, um, moving in here, uh, the Archmage silence appears. Um, you see, he goes, Oh, so wizard sky, welcome finally with your name cloak to the Tower of the Glove. I hope that you enjoy your stay here. You will be so much closer to the comings and goings, it is ever busy here in my Tower of Solemnity, where in the business of the Citadel is conducted. Uh, come, come, I shall show you objects of note. This will be your page, Julia. And you see that there is a young girl who's about, like, 16 years old. You see that she has 
uh, a white sort of crisp robe with a small tight sort of blue vest over the corset. You see the illusory powder white clouds move reflecting the sky above uh, on her vest and she has a little bright sun pin, a little golden pin, and she smiles. Um, you see her eyes as well. Uh, the irises are very intense sky blue. You also believe are reflecting the sky uh, with like some reddish strawberry blonde hair tied up behind her. Uh, she goes, uh, uh, Pleasure. Hi. I'm very happy to report. Uh, thank you so much. You see Silence goes, Yuri comes directly from Banners, which you went to Banners. Banners is the court for kids that are gonna make it to the Citadel, and Demings is the court of kids that are not gonna make it to the Citadel. There's some deviation, like about 5 to 10% of Banners drops out, and about only 5 to 10% of Demings makes it into the Citadel. Mm. Um, but So she's from Banners. Um, what was your name again? Yuli? Uh, Yulia. Yulia. Hi. Uh, I'm Sky, and I very much like you, what you've got? This is nice. I like this. I'm uh, studying uh, to to take the entrance exam for the illusion discipline. Oh, um, so that's fun. If there's anything aesthetically in the tower that you want to be changed, I am happy to change it on a temporary basis until a permanent uh, artificer's uh, solution can be achieved. You are very eager. Uh, do I know any of your family? My uh, aunt is um, uh, the, uh, the wizard, the sword of the citadel. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> you hey, yes, this is uh, uh, Yuli. Uh, Yulia is a cousin, but there are weird delineations because Steel yeah. was taken in childhood to come join the Citadel. So her siblings are non-wizards, yeah. and this kid came to the Citadel and maybe, maybe had some relationship with Steel, like, coming up through the things, but did not live at Steel's house. Amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, the, the resemp. That's great. You're great. Yulia. Oh, we're gonna have a great time. Yes. That's so fun. Um, thank you so much. I, I, if there's anything, and to Bear and to Ame, your honored guests, uh, mm -hmm. your honored friends, uh, the, um, mm -hmm. guests, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, the, mm -hmm. um, the, 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 if they require any thing, then I will get it as quickly and swiftly as I am able in service of the wizard's guy. Page Julia, I really like that top. Could I have one like yours? Um, as I too am a servant of the wizard sky. Oh, servant! Big word. Nope. Nope. Well, I mean, I, I protector. I mean, you know, I, hey, it's I, it's not a word. I, it's a word. I. Good. I just thought it sounded more official. You know? Oh yeah, no, you're not my servant. I don't have servant. We're all. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see that she she looks over and says, "I, I, I would." Uh, at once, but, um, and you see, looking over at the door to the Tower of the Glove, there's, you've like, crossed this little sky bridge up on the fourth floor of the Archmage Silence's tower. You see that there is a massive, almost like three feet across emerald gemstone set into a brass basin within the wall. Uh, she gestures to it, uh, it stands just inside the doorway, almost like 
the receptacle of like holy water if you were to like walk into a church or something in the shape of almost a bird bath or some other kind of basin. Uh, she gestures to it and says, I just actually have donated to the... Um, you see the Archimedes Silence says, uh, important actually, this Arith Depository uh, is actually claimed by uh, you uh, first. Uh, I was instructing oh. Yulia as to use it. From this point forward, Yulia, I would use it only at the ending of the day yes. on your way home. You may actually be required to use some of that energy in service to your wizard. Uh, however, um, there is a timer on this, mm. so it will remain at your disposal until such time as you have refreshed your day. The fox would like you to okay. explain what an heiress Depo- uh, depository is? Uh, yes. Uh, for the fox, an heiress depository is where... Uh, mm, pretty sure I, th- I thought it was an heiress. See, the f- uh, fox looks up and says, yeah, I heard heiress. Yeah. Okay. The depository is where wizards can put their... We have a, a finite number of uses of magic before uh, rest and uh, recuperation are required. Mm-hmm. And uh, if another mage puts their magic into there, I would be able to access it and use it if I need it. Mm. It's nice. We're not wasting here. You understand that there are uh, wizards at the front line of the Empire's war for its own freedom and salvation from enemies abroad. Those wizards have but the same fraction of Aerith that their potency at this arcane art affords them. Meanwhile, here at the Citadel, we busy ourselves with study and research, with an equivalent portion based on our own potency accumulating day by day. They have great need, and we have relatively none. The act of spellcasting occurs mostly for frivolity, recreation, or in some cases, an aid to study here at the Citadel. So, a system of these depositories and of the great Arith turbines and gathering pools within the center of the citadel that that energy might be shared across our vast empire through this and you see he taps the emerald ring much like Subi's on his own finger uh, throughout the empire from all to those whose need is greatest so you do spells with other people's juice if I need to can you save your juice for later do you send yours to this uh, depository? I do. Uh, if I don't, d- towards the end of the day, if I d- have excess, I will send it forward in hopes that uh, those of us fighting could use it. Oh. oh. Please don't call it juice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's all right. This is just not what it is. Uh, you see, he lo- he looks and says, he, the argument silence looks over and says, and to your question, which of Toma, the necessary, uh, it is generally speaking frowned upon to dip into the community coffers while one has one's own 
personal resources available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, do uh, can anybody use it? And is it uh, like do they how do you how do you keep them? Fresh, because you know something. You know it's gonna be great. I'm gonna tell you a story, not around my boss or the impressionable youth next to me. What does it taste like? About, what is it? Does it does it have a smell? Kind of tangy. I will. T- <laughs> you, you say kind of tangy, and this the fox says it's juice, and you see, <laughs> uh, you see that the argument silence says, "Be quiet." <laughs> And you see that as he as the, he says it, the whole tower kind of echoes as the archmage silence says, <laughs> "Be quiet." And you see there is a moment where you feel almost against your will, flung into a state of meditative reflection, as you realize that this archmage, doddering old man though he is, is some incredibly <laughs> high level wizard. And he goes <sighs> to the solarium, <laughs> Yulia, please assist. The construct. The boxes are all clearly labeled. See, Silas goes over and says, How happy I am. Sky and silence appear for the ages. And when you are settled in, you will come upstairs and I will give you a tour of the main tower, a tower that you will spend much time in, I am sure. And he gives you a little hug. Oh, oh, I hug him back so gently. This. It's the greatest day of my life, a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> he takes two steps and then looks around, and you see, uses his little green ring to make a dimension door. Yeah, <laughs> Look through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fox looks over and says, so it's Jews. Uh, and I do the, like, is Yulia gone? Uh, Yulia has walked off to help direct the constructs. Hey, it is juice, and the reason I dye my hair is because I played in one of these once, just to see how much I could channel out, and I almost killed myself. So whatever you're thinking, don't do it. It's a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad time. How old were you? Oh, 14? Ooh. Oh, I looks at the fox. <laughs> Uh, it almost killed uh, one of my best friends here. So I, I, I understand that you guys have a beautiful, like, sneaky moment. Please don't make me mourn you. Yeah. Okay. Don't drink the juice. No, don't, don't drink, drink the, ju- the juice. If you drink the juice, you will be cursed with the knowledge of how to read. <laughs> I'll be sticking to milk. <laughs> Apriya, please describe... The uh, the area of Subi's new tower that has been set up for her to do the majority. Not she has. There are so many empty libraries in this. They have actually like your books from your old place come up and fill half the shelves of one story of the library space available to you. Ah! And basically, the whole rest of the Citadel is open. Like, this is a place for you to call books up. It'll be recorded that you've called them up from the greater libraries. But you don't have a limit on how long you can check out scrolls and other books for. The Citadel's resources are available to you. If something has to live at your library because you want it to, that's totally fine. And basically, only an Archmage's intercession can get that book released out into, like, other sort of coverage. Um, I've had a list for two years of the books that I'm calling up, and I'm going to say 40% of them are spite to friends. But, oh, oh, were you excited to get to read that one day? It's in my library. It's my, 
Uh, they start, so books start honestly coming in even early. Your moving is like a fraction of the moving that's happening this day. It's mostly just boom, 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 boom. Like new books coming in from the Citadel to fill up your wizard's tower. Describe what your actual, it's not the storage area, what your actual, and you would have a couple of workspaces depending on if you're doing alchemy or creating a construct or, but like, where does your most like persnickety spellcraft wizard workstation. Where is it in the tower and what does it look like? How is it arranged and laid out? Uh, I think there's no universe in which it's not the sort of tiny uh, sloped roof, like attic space at the very top of the tower. The one that's above the main room you would use for either uh, like your sleeping quarters. It would just be a storage area, but that's going to be my favorite space uh, because I've been, again, I've had time, especially in the last year when most of my duty was uh, make sure silence is awake or when I can allow him to be asleep and then just daydream about what I will do when I'm here or in uh, his tower later. Uh, I start casting uh, illusory enchantments. I want to always be able to see the sky above me. Incredible. The conical top of this wizard's tower is uh, replaced with a beautiful scintillating glass, much like the glass of the Irian, the sand of the desert. Uh, for those that are gazing into this space from above, what do they see on the surface of the glass tower top? Uh, looking down, I think this is where all of the red lives. I think it was very nice for it to sort of be in her apartments and to live in this space where, like, that color, that it's, it's been my favorite color for so long, lives. But it's part of a life that I only want to reach to in private. It's my secret color that's just for me. So uh, things that were like rugs and wall uh, hangings and duvet covers, all of that becomes tapestry around the wall. And this room is again, like buffered and soft and swoopy uh, and full of fabric and comfort. And yet that like center uh, just has, it. I'll go back and do it later, but I'm just gonna kind of chalk block out uh, my sort of ritual sigil where magic that I will cast again and again that is mine will sit at the center of a room that reminds me of the person I used to be and the sky that watched it and everything uh, on the floors below will be perfectly appropriate for the apprentice archmage sky. Gorgeous. Uh, you look up and see sort of in one direction the towering might of the Archmage Silence's main central tower, which is a castle unto itself. But out beyond, Silence is towards the edge of Malacanth Court. So you also realize that quite nicely, basically the only way you can see into your tower is from Silence's tower. Uh, you, for the most part, you're just looking out at the edge of the area in the beautiful white desert. It's a bright, sunny day. You can tell that at night, especially as you like, you know, are like floating up, like as you get up towards the the top in the later hours, you're going to see like incredible vistas of stars and constellations here. Um, you're 
gorgeous desk, which is sort of like rounded to the round edge of the tower. So it's almost like the, it's like the cockpit of a star. It's like the bridge yeah. of a starship in here a little bit. Like <laughs> it's a rounded room, but there's this great workspace where you have surface as you turn in all directions. And you see that there are a number of shelves that from the conical roof just descend slightly and accordion out into perfect tiny shelves full of, you know, almost like the hinges of a tackle box or one of those jewelry cases that like complicated little machines that it goes and suddenly you're looking at multiple shelves and the shelves have drawers and the drawers have compartments and within the compartments are tiny little nautilus shells and miniature insect horns dried and iridescent small scarab uh little scarab compound eyes and then next to that you see little elements of volcanic ash mixed with glitter and glass you see there's like all sorts of vast and sundry treasures coins there's an entire drawer that's just coins of dead empires and kingdoms. Uh, Just a stocked wizard's sanctum. And hanging from one of those, you see, as they come down, hanging from string are three corked and stoppered labeled bottles of ink. Uh, You see that one of the, you would know exactly what these are. Mm. One of them to the left is a bottle of blue ink deep, sort of like rich royal blue. Its bottle has a slender neck, but it is angular and multifaceted, like a gem. Uh, Hanging from the cork is a little tab that says Cyril, uh, C-Y-R-I-L. In the middle is a squat black jar of regular black ink, uh, and the little name tag there says Enzo. And then to the right, you see that there is a... uh, it looks clearly like a little bit larger and sturdier. It's also the only one that's not clear glass, but you can tell the ink inside is red through this kind of like amber old liquor bottle, it looks like. And you see that one has a name tag from it that says Vandal. Vandal. Hey, Bear. Bear. Uh, yes. You want to see something crazy? Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, it, it would be, Unreal if you could continue to surprise me. But go ahead, <laughs> give it a shot. Ali pops her head in the room. Did you say crazy? Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Okay, and you can't always come in here, but today we're coming in here and it's going to be great. Um, So check this out. And I, I'm going to go to, let's go middle bottle. Okay. Um, And you can also make a history check or an arcana check. Or, you know what these are. Yeah. But you can make a different kind of check if you want. Yeah, let's get a little check. Uh, my instinct is to uh, play with the black uh, ink, but uh, let me just, yeah, can I get a little glance, a little, a little arcana to see? Yeah. Is this the biggest mistake I've ever made? Give me an arcana check. 22. Hell yeah. Uh, you can see from it that the black bottle is the oldest of these ones here. Um, you you see that, uh, and I think on that 22 Arcana, you could tell that the bottle on the right, the red one that's in the amber bottle, that, that is not a well-prepared repository. So that's not an arcane ink bottle. That's just a bottle that has that ink in it. Oh, okay. And then the one on the left, the the the, the blue bottle, um, I think you can tell has the least amount of ink in it. I should probably open the blue one. 
It will probably be the safest uh, as I reach out for the black bottle and open it. Uh, You open the black bottle and you see that the ink swirls around and it attempts to crawl up over the lip like it's looking for a surface. But it can't quite get up out of the lip unless you pour it out. Uh, I'm going to tilt the bottle towards Ursulon. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing, Sufi? Yeah, look, do you want to meet Enzo? Uh, what? (laughs) Who? Uh, And I'm just going to reach behind me and grab... This is one of the petty books that I took from uh, my roommate that I don't like that ended up doing a bunch of transmutation and she was so excited for a book. So I'm just going to grab it by the spine, uh, crack it open, and in the middle of some beautiful diagram about how to turn. It doesn't, I don't know, I don't know what it says. I'm not even looking. And I just pour this bottle out onto a book. Uh, All of you watch as the ink falls through the air. An old face with like long ears of ink and a long impish nose and two big eyes appear in the ink as they open the like the there are whites in these eyes that appear in this jet black ink that as it hits the book and a little probably like eight inch tall imp it has like wings of black ink spindly arms and legs this like incredibly long pointed nose it looks sort of in a distinguished old man's kind of face with these long pointed ears back every shape within the shapes of him is triangular with the exception of two big eyes and you see that he sort of looks around uh, as he's sort of almost like mosquito looking he's like a little mosquito <laughs> ink guy and you see he looks down at the page that he hits um, and looking at it he goes diagram of some sort of well no 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 Ah, and you see that he takes a finger and begins to mark something and he's like ending with a proposition and you see he begins to update the margins of the book as he just starts writing in it Uh, you would know he's getting stuff wrong Yeah, Uh, he's not like you immediately see he turns a page and says Diagram schematicus incantatum. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, this is great. Wow. Enzo? You see, yes. He whips around and says, Enzo, am I? Hi. Hello. Hi. <gasps> I'm Ami. Ami? Hello, Ami. Oh. Ami. Are you a- A-M-E. Yeah. And you see, he just, <gasps> he has a toe behind him and writes it in the book behind him. <laughs> Are you an ink spirit? <laughs> yes, I am. I am a spirit of ink. Some call me an ink demon. Mm. I call him an ink demon. Hello, little demon. Hello. Huh? Oh, the, <laughs> the wizard of the tower. There we go. Do I now behold she of these many tomes? Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, um, Sufi, who is this? So, sometimes when you do a bunch of magic, it kind of kind of gunks up a little bit. Like you know how uh, you can get like lactic like lactic acid and you makes your muscles sore after you work out? Sure, Steele's tried to explain that to me before. Yeah, uh, I also didn't listen when she explained. Yeah. But it works well for this. Uh, magic and spells and research kind of have that too, and when they build up too much, they make a nasty little fucker like this guy. You see that uh, Enzo has moved over to you and uh, to you, Ame, and said, Ame, and 
correct me if I'm wrong, but a spirit always knows you are a witch, that yes? correct? And I believe a, a great witch, yes? Well, well <laughs> I'm a pretty okay witch. You see, he goes, well... The world must know. And he uh, writes on your dress in huge staining ink. Because A-M-E-P-R-E-T-T-Y-G-W-O-D-W-I-T-C-H. Pretty good witch. Do you find this charming or shall I make him stop? Oh, he got me pretty good. And he says, you there. Yes. Oh. You see, he flits up to your face. Okay, all right. I'm gonna take two. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna put a hand out. You have been edited. What? Where's the true pain? Sophie, am I allowed to swing a sword in here? Yeah. Uh, you cut him straight in half, and ink scatters all over the ground. Oh, Enzo! Oh my God! Are you okay? Uh, you killed him, Sophie. <laughs> the fox licks him. <laughs> All ink tastes bad. Don't eat the ink. Yeah, don't do that. Um, shit. Well, you <sighs> killed him. I was at... <laughs> oh, sorry. I pressed to digitate my, uh, my, my dress clean and everything, but I tried to scoop up the piles of oh, ink. Oh, that's okay. I've got two more. What? Is he, like, dead? Dead? I'm sorry. I didn't... I just... <laughs> well, that happens. Is he? Uh, no. You, like, like, ten gold pieces of materials and you can bring him. Yeah. He's dead for a little bit. Okay, he's just, you know, he screamed about how he wanted to edit me, and I was like... Yeah, that's... Why did he... That was weird. I'm assuming the glamour. That was oh, my first thought. that makes perfect sense. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, though, yeah. We're wearing, you're wearing makeup, and he's not like, oh, you're edited! I'm... This isn't... This is my natural... Uh, yeah, I'm wearing makeup, yeah. <laughs> just a All little right. bit, I Spot can tell. blown up. All right, pretty good witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, they're... Those are in those bottles. Uh, generally speaking, you want to give them stuff to do okay. or they'll uh, stain your dress uh, and ruin Letty's book that she's been dreaming of reading for two years. Uh, I do not fix any of his weird marginalia. I close <laughs> the book and put it back on the shelf. Uh. You can see, Ame, looking at this, why ink demons would be such a huge problem at the Citadel Given this one, like, has one of the more beneficial instincts and is still just updating books with wrong information. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we going to do that again? Oh, no, we don't have to. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. I just, I want to be ready so I don't kill any more of them. Oh, no. I, I can, he, I, I'll get him back in a little bit. That's Great. fine. What are the, I mean, okay, wait, so there's byproduct of magic like like magical runoff for wizard spells uh i don't i don't think there, there's not like this for any of my magic or any spirits magic that i've seen well i i th- give me actually give me a religion check you can give me religion or arcana uh 12 i think what sufi is referring to as a byproduct doesn't gel with your understanding of the spiritual world. I think that to you, I think that Ame's initial reaction of like, oh my God, an ink spirit is exactly right. Witches do not limit the world of spirits to exclusively spirits of nature. There are spirits of the celestial heights. There are spirits of, there are are ancestor spirits. Like Mm there is the idea of people going to, you know, people have different visions of like what an afterlife would be or being able to look over their family from some celestial or nature-based paradise. Like lots of different cultures within Umora have different ideas of what happens to you. Like there is a spiritual dimension to all things 
And there are a lot of things which are of artifice. So the idea that like ink, even though it might be man-made, would not have some spiritual dimension to it. No, of course there's a spiritual dimension to ink. Yeah, so it's not like extra, right? I mean, it's, it's just an ink spirit that yeah, you we usually use the kind word of... demon. But oh, I, I okay. understand our differences okay. in so, uh, uh, preferred taxonomy. An ink demon yeah. that you summon or that you... Well, he kind of exists and if not corralled properly, will ruin everything. You've seen this place is 140% books. So uh, we sort of have a sense of when you, when you see an ink demon, grab him, bottle him, give him stuff to do. Keep them busy, uh, and then it's a sort of mutually beneficial hmm. relationship. Great. So you're also now going to have a little guy. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, is that no? Weird? Just no. It's just another little guy who's hangs out with girl. us. Hey, Ursuline. Oh, yeah. Don't make me. I'm not like that. What a little guy. I'm not a little guy. I mean, I'm a pretty big guy, and you're all big. I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm regular size. All right, Fox, I apologize. You're regular size. So we're going to have another regular size guy? Yeah, we'll have another regular size guy. Thank you for apologizing. This is really healthy. I like this. We're getting better. We had a great time with those sausages the other night. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm really good at words about smells. You are good at words about smells. And weird at describing sex. What did I get wrong? I'm not attracted to anybody here. You can talk about sex. Yeah. Aww. No, it wasn't, a, it wasn't sad. It wasn't aww. Like, oh, that's cute. All of you have enormous weird bodies. Okay. All right, okay. All right, small guy. I don't like guy. this anymore. Hey. No, you watch I'm it. I'm saying the truth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's your normal size guy. And I've got a couple little guys. They're not the same. Uh, a familiar is very cool. Uh, Fox, you're very cool. Thank you. Um, and these are just little uh, kind of just things that we have st- stewardship over. And it's nice. And they'll make a nice cup of coffee, whatever you need. Great. What? You're oh, going to make you coffee? Oh, not yet. I Those are brand do new. Do your proofreading? No, they don't do. Excuse me. <laughs> I would never let a demon proofread my work. Are you kidding? Fox, we are. Come on. If you learn to read, I will get you and feed you anything that you can read. Do you want me to eat books? No, 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 no. Any words that you read. You want me to eat words? What can I do to incentivize you to read? I gotta go to sleep. You see he lies down. (laughs) Oh, he went to sleep. When does the... Is he he gonna go into heat? Like, now? Now? Oh, no, 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 no. Never again? So he has to be celibate with you? Well, I just think he... It's hard for him to find someone else, you know? What do you mean? Now that he... You see foxes all the time. Well, but they're not foxes like him. Mm. (gasps) Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, because he's the one that did... Oh, that's weird. Uh, Yulia walks in and goes... Hi. Hello. Oh, Wizard Sky. Uh, uh, I see one of the ink demons. Uh, do, do you want me to, I can actually no, take care no. of. You're good. Okay. Hi. 
If well, if, you, if you're busy with important matters, I can reconstitute the ink demon with some of the. We have some of the resources necessary. You don't have to bother yourself. With. Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah, if you can get that done, it doesn't have to be now. Uh, in the next couple of days, that'd be great. Uh, perfect. Yes, I will do. Um, I know Enzo's. Enzo's the oldest one from the tower, so the other two are more uh, relatively new. Yeah. Do you have any uh, intel for me on Vandal? Um, Vandal is very aptly named, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe Cyril writes poetry. <gasps> oh my gosh! Can we open Cyril? Can we open Cyril? Can we open Cyril? Can we open Cyril? Yulia, can you open Cyril, please? Okay. And you see she goes over and oh. opens the blue one, pours it out. A similarly constituted, but this one has more of like a porcine. He has more of like a, a porcine snout and little tusks, little gargoyle-esque wings are a little small. See, he goes, Hoo. Oh, hi, bud. A poem for my lost comrade Enzo. <laughs> and you see he begins to just scrawl on the wall like, a spirit made of jet black ink, a friend for all who yearned to think, of marginalia, proof and pen, who lived and died to live again. Oh, that was really good. Well done, Cyril. You're going to clean that off the wall right now. Thank you so much. Please let my poetry live forever. It w- <laughs> But on the wall so that other people might come and discover that I was a great poet. Interesting. Uh, how about a little deal? Okay. Are you good at making coffee? Yes. Are you lying? Yes. Okay. If you can make... I'm bad at making coffee, but I can make it. If you get good at making a little latte for me, I will let you put your poetry places that I will not immediately claim, and I will start precipitating this one off of my favorite rug. (laughs) You see, he goes, my poem! My rug! (laughs) He goes, I shall away to the library to collect vast resources on how and whence great lattes might be made. Is there any part of making a latte which you would describe as creative? Oh, I think so. Latte art. Oh, you can write poetry on the front. Oh, oh, and you can put little poems on the napkins under the coffee. You see, honestly, Cyril says, I shall away, mistress, to find and figure out from whence the great lattes may be made, if I might, a poem. (laughs) One more, one more, one more. The wizard sky of blue and black, caffeine she needs and yet does lack. Cyril, demon of the ink, to better now, he must go and think. <laughs> and see, wings, I shall learn to make great lattes. And flies out the window. I'm leaving that one. I feel like the first one was better. It was, but this one was about me. Oh, that's fair. Also, I think that a lot of their poetry is going to be very uh, ink and think heavy. Yes. Just because it's like a very easy rhyming mm. scheme. Yeah. I like it. I like him a lot. I like Cyril a lot. That was great. Uh, I mean, he didn't attempt to edit me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, I'm all thumbs up. We're all in the clear with Cyril. <laughs> Uh, you want to save Vandal for a different day? You want me to open it now? I mean, we should open it now. Why not? Let's go three <laughs> yeah. to three. You open it. You 
opening. Okay, fine. <laughs> just huck it. Uh, <laughs> a little red, he's got no nose, fang teeth, devil horns, comes out and goes, shit ass, and flies down the hall. Uh, okay, no. sorry, sorry. I'll get that. My favorite I, so far. I'm going to go chase I'm going to take care of this. Thank you, kill him, you kill go, him. You have to go climb out of a window the entire side of the tower in huge red ink. It just says cock. Ame <laughs> <laughs> oh, starts run, running down the hall after him. Fuck Weasel. First day, first day, first day. You say fuck Weasel and this demon flies back in and says, what you say? Fuck Weasel. A new one, I love you. Yeah. Oh, hey. You see, uh, you see, he writes butt poop on her head. <laughs> Vandal, Vandal. <laughs> uh, uh, sh- sh- uh, 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 shit ass. I said that. And you see, flies away. <laughs> oh, yeah. motherfucker. You see, uh, he like whips out a little forked tail as he's flying to, and he's like flying so fast it's barely legible. You think he's writing penis on the floor of the hallway <laughs> as he flies down. What do you, uh? Vandal, go get us uh, food. Huh? Go get us food. Dunghead. <laughs> Stop giving him ammunition. <laughs> I love you. I love you. She says, really? Yeah. She so flits over and goes, I'm Vandal. I'm an ink demon. I'm Ame, and I'm a witch. You are a witch. You see, he does bow. <laughs> you speak for the spirits and to the spirits. I do my best to do so, yes. Then you have my respect. <gasps> Thank you. Fucko. <laughs> Turd muffin. Ah, <laughs> um, you see, he looks over and says, You, Sky, you're the wizard of the tower, aren't you? Yeah, I am. What's up? Well, you like what I'm doing? I don't. I don't enjoy it. Ah! Ball sack! And you see he flies away and writes ball sack on the wall. Okay, okay. I need to do stuff! (laughs) I gotta do stuff! What the fuck task do I give him? Uh, Vandal. Yeah? Uh, Ask him to go get us uh, some uh, croissants. Yeah, dog, I need you to get me some... Okay, you gotta go to, uh, what's the candle? Candle, uh, Candle Street Bakery. Go to Candle Street Bakery. You need to ask Mr. Callum very rudely for you. Nicely for you? You can ask him however you want to ask him. I'm not going to micromanage you. Uh, I'm going to need a bunch of croissants um, and whatever. Do you eat? Huh? Do you eat? Yeah. Do you? Are you lying? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> three bottles of whatever you come across. Tell him it's on the Wizard Sky's account. And then come straight back here without writing anything psychotic on anything. Oh, you did the last part. Yeah, yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> you see, he flies out the window towards Candle Street Bakery. I don't like that one, one fucking Not thing. at all. It's Cyril. Uh, it's Cyril it's, all it's goddamn Cyril. day. Uh, later that day, uh, Vandal uh, comes back with some croissants. Enzo is reconstituted. You see that they are all, it's very hard to manage when there's more than two of them yes. out at the same. It's very quickly like, oh, I could come back and have a lot of books ruined yeah. in a big, big way. And you see that also, you realize that like as the ink settles, it becomes harder to press to digitate and clean. And it's like, you're like, okay, I can erase the ink, but some of this ink needs to stay on the page because that's what a fucking book is. So I can't just like erase the ink. It's like, it gets a little bit hairy, but eventually you get all three of them back in their bottles. Um, and you also see that there's nothing about them being, they're like 
immortal things that don't eat or sleep. So being in a bottle is a state of relative comfort for them. They're not trapped. It's just sort of a neutral state of being as they kick it in a bottle. Um, kick it in a bottle. Uh, and actually, I think you would know, um, as you as you sort of perceive them with some witchy sensibility when they're in the bottle, these ink spirits are very tied to the concept of potential. Mm. They want to write. So being in the bottles, even though they want to write, isn't bad. You almost feel like when they're in there disembodied, their, their body just becomes liquid, that they're just kind of in there dreaming of the things they might say one day. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, you're settled in here enough, I think. Um... I, I, I should do some research and um, go, go go see some people, I think. Okay. Um, For what it's worth, if you ever need any books, uh, I can just record. Requ- I know you like to go out, oh. though. So if you want to go, but you can always just uh, yeah. ask for them and they'll come here. Yeah, I and guess. And that works, too. Books have helped before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, You've never wounded me so much. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'd like to... Uh, I I think I still have uh, with my things the uh, book of the the stars of the southern skies and the uh, charts of with with the shapeshifters came with us. Yes. So I I just uh, I, I spread them out on the floor. Um, you have them a little bit. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh. I, I'm, I'm wondering now if if these mean anything more to me now that I have the benefit of my training with Grandmother Wren. Sitting on the rug in your study, and your study for being a workspace is quite comfortable. Deep, soft, high back armchairs, rugs everywhere, cushions. This is a place for long-term study, which means that it is not sterile. It's actually quite comfortable, filled with charms. Uh, Many candles are lit floating. Yulia's gone home for the day. Uh, And stars are overhead as you are finally finished moving in and spread out. Stars of the Southern Skies, along with the diagram of Yorin. Ame, you get a smell like the bile you expectorated uh, as your curse was broken back in Port Talon, as the scroll is, like, opened up. Mm. It smells like... Are you okay? Like, like, that, that, like, 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 the curse, and like, like, ugh. Oh, bile. Oh. I'm going to lean over and delicately sniff. Uh, give me perception checks, Ursulon. And Ursulon, I think you are here too. The fox is yep. snoozing. You're here. Uh, there's there's croissants and food laid out. You have one of those like melon and prosciutto sandwiches. Like, um, like the Chinese takeout container. 100%. And, yeah. You guys are kind of, especially with steel, with silver's sudden absence, a sudden feeling of like, I think Suvi you have a sudden sort of feeling of, well, here I am. I'm a mage of the Citadel. I have some obligations to the Archmage Silence that take about an hour out of my day each day. And other than that, I am beginning to be trusted with the management of my own time. And there is a degree of horror in the realization that your mark upon the world the powers that be are assuming you will make it and that you will make it on your own time under your own initiative. So there's a certain degree of like spreading these books out where you realize there is no 
finger above you pointing at where the next step is. You're just in your study trying to figure your own world out. Looking at stars in the southern sky and looking at the diagram, what did we get on our perception checks? 13. 10. 23. Uh, you smell that bile. It's a, there's, it smells like iron and blood. It's mixed in, it's, it's the acrid smell of bile mixed in with iron and blood. Um, there is something about it that smells, for lack of a better word, it's like, Pungent, even though the ink is long dry. Mm. And there's almost a smell, like, obviously it has iron in it. There's a smell to it that is artificial, this saccharin, weird, sweet, like, there's some kind of feeling to it uh, of like, oh, this doesn't feel like natural in a weird way. The diagram is an intense one that shows a kind of like almost Da Vinci-esque like anatomical man and one of these animals. This is a diagram of shapeshifters. It's old. This was made in the first 50 years of the Citadel. So it's, this is like a 150-year-old document. Um, Really old stuff like this. Obviously, wizards know how to care for this stuff, but the Citadel has dramatically increased in the past 100 years. So you're in one of the situations where like, 80% of your books come from the last 40 years, right? Like, think about it. It's just like, oh, it's it's spinning up. The engines spin up. It's an asymptotic increase in the power of wizardry, right? Um, uh, Ursulon, you actually know that this beast form, uh, and and then the diagram is one of a shapeshifter. This is a beast that you have always thought of, Suvi, as being like just a, a form shapeshifters can take. This is actually a creature uh, that exists in the world of spirits. You remember from your childhood called mm. a uh, called a Garan, G-A-R-R-A-N. So you would you recognize this as a type of animal that, that no someone but, is shifting into. That someone's shifting into that I mean, maybe it existed on Umora at one point, mm-hmm. but so you would, you just have a knowledge of beasts and wild things that goes beyond. So you would have a name for this type of animal that doesn't even exist on the page. Mm. Uh, anything? It's a Garin. It's a, I'm it's sorry. It's a Garin. And I immediately looked at the page to be like, where is that written? I didn't see that. Any- it's a Garin. It's, we have them in the spirit world. Oh. It's like a actual, like a thing. creature. Uh, what would I know about Garns from? Um, they're incredibly tough. They're basically like these these like you know fucking Clydesdale sized hyenas that have opposable thumbs. So they're like arboreal. They're. I think that you would know that they're really scary, dangerous, predatory animals. Uh, but I think you'd make the connection that for a creature that's used to having hands, they're about as dangerous as a beast can get while still being able to manipulate things with a set of hands that's relatively... So you think of it as not necessarily like, what is the nature of this creature? It's a creature. It has the same instincts that all beasts have. It's a predator. But you're like, oh, if you know how important to like humans having hands is. So it's like, I think you would isolate that as that's an optimal choice. If you wanted to be able to fight, but didn't want to give up the ability to hold or carry things. They're incredibly dangerous and still have, um, they're 
still dexterous, still able to mm. uh, use tools and those sorts of things, but uh, very, very scary. Are they all? Are they all humanoids that shapeshift? No, they they are Garin. They are born Garin how, and die Garin. How? I think, Amis, we cut over to you, too. You're, like, testing with your alchemist supply. Um, you touch the page and are able to see and tell that the smell has been added to this page. It's, um, it's the smell was added to the page um, afterwards, perhaps to, you said that the curse smelled like your, your parents' friend, Yorin. Yeah, like blood, but worse. Uh, give me a little, like, arcana check here. Seven, uh, 15. 15. Uh, I think you see, uh, I think 15 is high enough where you say Yorin, and you remember how wildly that name was spelled? Yeah. And you wonder if it means, if there is some etymological connection to the type of creature and what he is literally named, or if that was the name he was born with. Name, his name, is a weird name. Uh, uh, Cyril. Write this down. <laughs> of course. Oh, <laughs> incredible. Yes. Do I have any license? Mm-hmm. Can I write it? I mean, I'll get the point across, but you know. Sure. Uh, purple, and then we'll check out on it okay. later. Very well. Sweet. Uh, be prosaic. Wait. Spell urine. He goes, E-I-O-G-H-O-R. A-I-N. And I think you immediately, linguistically, yeah, connect it as, like, like either of the or son of the or something like that connected to Garin. Oh. Okay. Uh, (laughs) His name is, names are so important. Yorin's name talks about what he is. Thank you. This puts... Uh, it's a it's a piece of the puzzle. Uh, they added this. Who added the smell? What are you What are you doing? Why are you sniffing that? Um, this the scent was added in later, potentially to clue somebody in to how a garin smells. That makes sense. Every almost everything in the citadel involves identification, and usually a route through which you can destroy it. So. Do you know, do, do gar, all Garins, Garins smell like this? Uh, give me perception advantage. We'll take the 15 on the die plus perception for 17. This doesn't smell like Garin to you. I mean, it does partially, but I think, Ursulon, you got close enough to Garin in the spirit world. And this is a long time ago, but smell is so connected to memory. Mm-hmm. The smell of iron and blood and bile no, there is a deep musk on this page that you do recognize as that smell, but you're good enough at layering smells together uh, that the blood, you've smelled blood on shapeshifters before. Some shapeshifters, that process is very violent. Mm-hmm. And it's just that there is like literal injury or even internally that you smell fresh blood or bile as their body changes underneath them. The iron, you can't place at all. And iron has been, a, I mean, Blood has iron in it, but there's this strong thing to it of, like, is that extra? And, Suvi, you remember from your childhood that that smell was always at the front of the smell when you smelled urine. 
Did you see? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry to make you. Is no, you're good. did he ever have iron on him? Iron is traditionally used to hold spirits and oh, on his tusks. He had iron on his tusks, and yeah. he's a son of Garin. Is he a way-shadowed spirit in some way? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but maybe Steel replicated his smell so Grandmother Ren would know him specifically? I don't know. Well, I mean, if, if it was Steel who added the smell, then we can simply ask. Steel brought all of this via me to Grandmother Ren because she was out of... Oh, that's of- right. She had given up. Yeah. But who made, did she, if she made these charts, then surely she has some insight. Oh, she didn't make these charts. These are very old. 150 years. You also see on the diagram that there is no indication of iron on the diagrams. I mean, if we follow the logic that Ame is putting forward about him being a spirit, is there anything to... Or the, the son of a spirit. Or the son of a spirit. Is there something to the iron being used to anchor him here? that, Or, or connect him? Uh, to bring him to this plane? Hold him here in some way? The iron seems to be very important. And knowing that he's the son of a spirit, that and would be a good tool. You said Steel says they can't find him. You know, they have all of the tools of the Citadel, and they can't use divination to find him. I wonder if that's in any way connected. I think you all also see at this point that up in a box on the desk are all of the assembled notes you have. Speaking of, because you have this stuff on your end here right now, you also have all these, I think you probably have five different boxes alone of just the things you've gathered from the Citadel on Soft and Stone. Yeah. Um, I think looking at Stars of the Southern Skies, you don't see a connection in this book to Suvi's very powerful memory of her namesake as the Wizard Sky and anything like that. Uh, give me an insight check. 22. Okay, Suvi. As you read Stars of the Southern Skies, you are reading a incredibly for lack of a better word, like basic to intermediate book on constellations and astronomy for wizards and, you know, astronomers looking at the southern sky, the hemisphere of the southern sky. You don't see anything related to what was going on in the attack on Ruv or the attack from Ruv to the Citadel. Nothing's... relating to a timeline. All those things you're looking for do not exist in this book. This book exists to define a number of movements reliably from celestial bodies throughout the southern hemisphere of Umora. Mm. Nothing. I mean, looking over the book, does that, that clocks as, oh, this is pretty, this is pretty intermediate. Like, this isn't high level anything. Right? Like, I would know that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember reading something like... Did Steel say Ren's pretty smart? Well, but did she Steel say why she sent these sent this one to Grandmother Ren along with it? No, I didn't know why she sent the diagrams of 
shapeshifters. Not until now. She told me when we got back. Maybe we should ask her about the the stars. Yeah, we can we can ask her about all of this. But do you think maybe there was something in this book or the information or why she would send a, a normal, uh, not very enlightening book to the smartest, oldest person in the world who's probably very good at star stuff? Do you think it was like some other kind of message? Well, I remember when we first saw it, we looked for any sorts of codes or signs or 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 anything. I mean, this doesn't mean anything to you, Ursulon, right? No, not at all. Oh. oh. Where, where is Steel? Can we can we ask her? Oh, uh, she's probably in and around her tower. Or does, she doesn't go out on like normal deployments, correct? She does from time to time. It actually occurs to you that she may very well be dealing with Fort Kieran. Fuck. Uh. Whatever happened to Fort Kieran was sudden and terrible, and they were they sent a lot of troops and experimental efforts along with. So my guess is they sent steel also. But we can go check. She's got a whole tower. Yeah. You go over to Steele's tower. It's not even late at night. It's like nine o'clock. You see, answering the door is Ishra. Uh, Ishra is a sort of 15-year-old daughter, the first daughter of Steele's second husband. Her hair is very close-cropped. She's bleached it. Uh, She's sort of very pale, a little bit sickly-looking. Um, you see, she just opens it and goes, Oh, hey, Sky. Hey. Hi. Uh, I'm Ishra. Hi, I'm Ame. Bear. Hi, Bear. Um, we were hoping to speak with um, Steel. Uh, she flew out. She took a skyship up north. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, she said to, um, you see that there's a noise behind, behind her. She like walks inside, uh, and you guys see an older kind of wild haired man. He's got like real bristle brush, gray and white hair, sort of madcap, long beard, uh, sort of a, a high arched Roman kind of nose with a pair of little golden spectacles sitting on it. Um, so he looks a little bit older than he is. Like he's probably only in his early sixties, but he looks like, a little bit older than that still. <laughs> the wizards. Uh, you see, he's oh. over and uh, you recognize this as Sonder. Hey. Hi, Sonder. Hi. He goes, oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, he goes, wizard. He's like, he looks over at, at both of you and he says, and do we hope for clear suvies tomorrow? Uh-oh. 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 Hey, come here. That's yeah, very fun. Hi, hi. You're right, very hi. funny. Good it's very Steve. good. Give him a kiss on the cheek. Okay. Oh, I like this. This is uh, the suvi light up here. Okay, okay. It's a very good... You know what? No. I like it. This is nice. <laughs> I have um, a different name now. You see, he says, oh... She didn't get a chance. She sends her apologies. She had to head out, lickety split. But it was a big night last night. I know today was the tower. She was going to run by and meet you today. Sandra has big 
house husband of yes. important yes. woman energy. Yes. And uh, you know, he's like an okay wizard. He's in his he's in his early sixties, and you would bet that he can ma- like maybe he can fly. <laughs> you know, like it's like you know he hasn't like hit the books that hard. You know. <laughs> Um, so he goes, um, he goes, uh, she wanted to meet up with you and do it at the tower. She felt like that would be very special to do, but she left them upstairs. Um, yeah. So you can go take a, you can go take a look. Subi takes off immediately. Uh, um, uh, uh, thank you. He looks and says, okay, uh, peppermint, chamomile, hibiscus, um, we got, you, uh, you want, yes, you want a little... It's tea. Oh, my God, He's offering yes. I have, yeah, we I have, have actually brought some, too, if you want to you want to do some tradesies. Uh-oh. Ooh, yeah. a little tea merchant came seems, in the front well, door. Well, it seems like you like a lot of decaffeinated ones. So yeah, and, I can't stay up. Everyone in this Citadel is buzz, <laughs> buzz, buzzing around. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I found that I, re- I really like a lot of blends these days, you know, and I like doing ones that are sort of based on love the seasons. Based on the seasons. Talk to me a little bit about seasons and witchcraft. And do you guys want to sit? You guys oh, want to come sit where down? do we start? Okay. Uh-oh. Salon's <laughs> kicking off. Here we go. And you see he goes. Salon's uh, <laughs> kicking off. Uh, uh, you see, he goes into a little area. He like spins a crystal that starts to play some sort of ethereal, quiet <laughs> music, and it's just sort of a crystal bubbling on a little fountain of water. He looks over Ursulan and goes, "Bear." You hungry? We have a little bit of honeycomb hanging in a basket over I'll t- here. I'll take just a bit. Suvi, if we could keep it quick. <laughs> yeah, got it, got it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you walk upstairs. Uh, this is Steele's little sort of like home office. This is not like her tower. This is not the, uh, this is the tower of the sword, but it is the, the residence. Yeah. And there is a book that is a private sort of journal, and you see that there's a ribbon left in the middle towards the front. One second. Immediately open it. There is uh, a scrap in the middle of the book that has been torn out of some other ledger and left on this page here. The end of a sentence saying, all our hearts, XOXO, Chandri Nool Aman Ket Barakat. Oh. It's a beautiful name. Those are beautiful names. I resist the urge to leave the scrap and fold it and fold it and fold it again and jam it into the palm of my gloves. I mean, she could have put it in something else if she wanted it in something else. What's the journal page open to? Give me an investigation check. Christ! Can we give Suvi advantage if we're willing to listen to this man talk about tea just a little longer? Uh, I will say you can, but you have to say something that this guy would find genuinely interesting. <laughs> Steele's been asking me to try yoga. (laughs) We've been doing a lot more stretching. Do you like to stretch? He looks at you and says, 
buddy. You don't know the first thing about how to stretch, okay? My, I have to, I, when the sword of the Citadel gets back to the residence at the end of the night, I got to get into those shoulders like I'm building the foundation of a new tower. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, goodness, but do you do your flow in the morning? Oh, I'm loose as a goose. You could could pour me down the steps. I could. (laughs) Oh, easy. Here, come come do something. We got a great. Come over this arch. Yep. All right. Okay. Okay. Put your hand out in front of you. Yep. And I want you to just walk your hand up the wall. Walk it up the wall. Walk it up the wall. Feels so good. And now lean in and just feel that stretch your chest. Can't you just feel like your diaphragm open up? Okay. Hey. I just remembered some huge news. We got ripe kumquats in the kitchen. <gasps> no kidding. You know that it's so funny that the, the peels are the, actually the sweet part of it. The inside is far more tart. You know, one time I had one uh, uh, growing right next to a, a small lemon tree, and they just they just crossed the the uh, two branches crossed. Crossing See, and this is the kind body. of stuff I'm interested. I should have been a witch. This is the kind of stuff <laughs> I'm interested in. Sir, you would have. You would make an amazing witch. Botany is such an underserved science here at the Citadel, and I'll tell you. Well, let me show you. Can I show you something? Please. I have some lemon saplings, and you see, he, <laughs> uh, uh, he walks out. <laughs> so much for your survey. Uh, you may roll with advantage. There we go. 17 on the dice for a total of 23. I'm so sorry. You're No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all good data. You see a list of books called up by Steel to her tower and something given to... It's sort of written out in this journal, and you see that it's clearly not what she actually ended up writing. It was like her scratch in a journal of books that she would need. And as you flip through looking for all these different books, you see a lot of them have to do with the history of spirits that have been bound or captured within the Citadel. And you get back to the first page. You got a 23, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You see that there are is a note. And these are almost notes that she's keeping as she's going through some of these texts. You alight at one of them and see a word that I don't know if you would know the significance of, but you just see that it is underlined. You see a line of a number of different creatures. And there's a lot here. You see there's sort of like a couple different names, a couple different titles, and you just see one that says Badger. And on two pages before that, you see that she gets a, uh, there's something crossed out in a requisition of histories. And underneath it, she writes, Hawthorne Crest Battle of Starling's Ford. Sir Kurt. Oh my God. Badger. What is Badger? Uh, and I will, uh, I'll rip a page out of, uh, one of the blank ones in the back with a little note next to, like, the torn edge. Like, I didn't get a clean tear. I never have. I never will. Uh, and in the, like, little torn edge, like, Suvi took this, uh, 
Yeah, right, Subi. Subi took this, and I love you, and I'm sorry. Uh, I'll do it again uh, with a little heart. Uh, and then start writing down uh, Badger and the Battle of Starling Ford. Like, anything in and around those words. On It was on two pages, right? Yeah, separated. And there's lots of notes in between them, but they're just like, these are ones that your, your eyes sort of alighted on for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. I'll just sort of mental map, like, the stuff around those words that uh, pulled me and just write it down. Yuzu jam, yuzu ice cream, yuzu candy. Oh, great. Yuzu drops. Everyone's going to have one bite of a lychee frozen yogurt that I <gasps> What are we doing? Hi. Um, and the, I made it, not with magic. I made it by hand because I think there's a part of it. There's certain little lost arts. And if you're doing things magically, you don't know how they happen. Well, everyone stay right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moment you leave. Straight up for the first time, I don't want to eat. Like, I'm honestly, this man keeps feeding me little bites. Yeah. He, just, he loves little bites that he makes by hand. Exactly. Like, that's different. Because even every time he offers me one, I just want the whole damn thing. Yes, right, right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sonder, you're the sweetest. I love you. I have to go. What? I'm having an emotional reaction to uh, information. Oh, got it, got oh, it, got it. Oh, okay. Everybody take Gorp and go. <laughs> oh. Uh, but I grab a little baggie. Yay! We'll share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hey, Bear, strength. Yes. But it's flexibility. Of course. You know, it's flexibility. Yes. So. Motility, motility. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. We have to go. Bye, bye. All bye. right, everyone get home. Congrats. Bye. Wizard Sky. <laughs> Thank you. Wizard Sonder. Like, it's cool that we're both like the same. Uh, uh, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys head out from there. Did he, How you doing? Did he make you have tea? Okay? Oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to process anything. It's great. It was oh. good to read, and I liked it very much. And if I stop to feel any emotion from the last 24 hours, I'm done. But we're focused. I see. Well, if you ever at any time... Okay, go. Oh, yes? No, you go. Oh, okay. If you ever at any time need to chat, you know, please, please feel free to find me. We can just have have some uh, tea or booze. Oh, and thank you. And talk about, talk, talk, talk about feelings. Ooh. I love spending time with you and you are my true friends. And that was, that sounds very bad to me. To have a, a time where you have to dedicate to feelings but i will talk to you about anything sure um sure because you're the best and i treasure you and our time i don't know how long we'll have Woo, whoo whoo it's so there's mint in the air oh, and yeah. we gotta go yeah, there's always several oils he wanted us to rub on ourselves <laughs> he suggested they would reduce stress <laughs> You arrive back at the Tower of the Glove, adjoining uh, that Tower of the Archmage Silence. God, I cannot wait for Dimension Door. Walking with your feet sucks. Uh, okay, a couple things. Uh, we're walking it back. Uh, parents' names, not the parents. Uh, uh, there's some notes here, and I'm just going to unfold what I've written and fully hand it to you about... Uh, the like names and words, Hawthorne, uh, all those things around Sir Curran and the word badger, which doesn't mean anything to me, but. This is from Steele's notebook. Yeah, I almost took the whole thing and then I realized I am in good graces and I got to keep that for just a while. Well, of course, the Battle of Starling's Forge is, is where I 
met Securin in my... Uh, the Battle of Starling's Ford is where Sir Curran died. Mm. The night that you met centuries ago when you first wandered into the mortal realm, you met in the days preceding mm-hmm. the Battle of Starling's Ford. Um, so that's that badger. Uh, I mean, me and Sir Curran never spoke of a badger, but mm. my sister... Kalia took the form of a badger, but I'm not... I think this perhaps in some way relates to Steel. Uh, Steel made an offer at one of our trainings uh, maybe a week ago with regard to helping me return to the spirit world. (gasps) Oh. Can she do that? I don't know. I'm... Do you... What did you tell her? I did not wish to speak about it at the time. And I assumed that perhaps the matter had been dropped. Well, do you want to? We would understand. Uh, if you... Yeah, of course you... I... I mean, it's, it's... It's not a matter of... I mean, it... I did have a desire to return. I I tried many times, many, many times to return and was unable and had closed myself off to the idea. And so it has been difficult to imagine a world in which it is possible. Um, So I have not, uh, I've very much put it from my mind. So I don't, I don't think I have an answer for you as to whether I do or do not. Do you want me to also? I, there has to be something, anything I can find on way shadowing. I mean, I mean, even more, is there a chance that my sister is here? Is, is there any list for the book that, um, that Steele was reading? Yes, what was the context of Badger being written? Oh, um, I was kind of working my way back to front, and there were a list of books uh, that she's uh, she's been requisitioning, uh, and it was sort of just in a pile of thoughts. Mm. Uh, it was a, amongst a lot of things, but this felt important. Well, I mean... You don't have to have an answer right away, of course. This is something worth thinking about. You've had to sit with this a long time. Take your time, of course. Well, I mean, perhaps we... If Ame's... The trail that Ame was on earlier is correct, and Yorin is perhaps in some way hiding in the spirit world, I mean, mayhaps I won't have a choice. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Can't humans go? Oh, have you, had you ever met a human before coming through? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, never. But I we would also, I mean, perhaps there are parts of the spirit world that are more welcoming, but uh, the great bear would not be somewhere that a human could survive for long. Oh, well, maybe not ordinary humans, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. A, a witch can, yeah, Ame would. Ooh. No, I'm not He would love that. you. Oh, 
He'd be like, hey, little witch. Oh, <gasps> you could be Bear's new stepmom. Sufi, stop what? it. <laughs> Sufi, stop it right now. Is he attractive? Okay. Is your father attractive? Oh, Ame, you stop it right now. <laughs> Don't we have important business, uh, wizard business to discuss? Oh, wizard! You arrive back uh, in Sufi's study uh, amongst the red cushions. Oh, looking can I up make at the one night. quick stop? Yes. Uh, as we were getting back into the room, I would have stopped at the Aerith uh, and just, hold on, I'll catch up with you. Mm-hmm. And I think a new ritual is starting at the end of the day. Uh, it's normally an afterthought for Suvi. She forgets things constantly. Uh, but she will begin a deliberate at the end of the night when she knows there is no more great work to do. She will pour all the remnants of her magic in and hope that any of it reaches to Silver and can protect him. Give me an arcana check. Please, guys, don't fuck up my moment. Natural one. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you send this Aerith, this power, source of your magic, deep into the emerald, thinking only of silver, and wanting it to go to him. And you know, unshakably and without question, that that magic goes to the heart of the citadel to wait, disappearing endlessly into the rest of that source below. The citadel will see it used how the citadel will see it used. Let that be enough. And I go and meet my friends. A more somber Sufi enters the chamber here. It is... Having traveled to the Tower of the Sword, which is pretty close, these Arc Magi Towers are, you know, Malacanth is not the biggest neighborhood in the world, but it's getting to be a little bit like after 11 o'clock at night. Um, Is there any other studying you do here in this place? There are, you have the Yorin diagram, you have uh, the Stars of the Southern Sky, you have all the things about soft and stone in your research there uh, with this new information gleaned from... Steele's journal, which, as you go back to think about it, must warrant some conversation with Steele. Absolutely, I mean, she just it's like it was on a to-do list on her desk that she left your parents' name yeah. in. So clearly this is not top secret classified whatever. But uh, uh, it's interesting because it's so close to you. She wanted me to see it. She wanted me to help. This is what I'm good at. This is what I do. I will look into this. If I have anything to report, do you want to know or is it? I would like to know, yes. Okay. Um, and I go over to the ink, uh, the ink bottles and I will let Cyril back out. <sighs> Great. What an energy. Just immediately. Oh. <laughs> Don't be sad, Cyril. But within my melancholy <laughs> moans, there lies a great untapped heart which beats with such passion. <laughs> He's so uh-huh. sensitive. 
Don't say that. No, no, no. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You're hurting him, Ahmed. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I mean, <laughs> the soul of a poet must needs be sensitive, of course. To be wrapped with the ebb and flow of life's many maelstroms is the destiny and curse alike of each great poet. Honestly, <laughs> good words. The delivery makes me feel crazy. Latte, new chance. It's a new day. I need... It's 11.15 p.m. Okay. New day for you. You're out of the box. Hey, don't question me, bud. I simply meant to inform the great okay. wizard Sky, no, lest her spellcasting be rendered thunder by miscalculation of the hour of the day. We appreciate your fastidiousness. We do. Coffee, so much... Please. Cappuccino, macchiato. Oh, hey, make a new... What do you think I would like? I think. Read me like one of your poems. Then I shall read you while crying. Oh, wait. I think you'd like a flat white... (laughs) (laughs) All right, to make it two flat whites. (laughs) Two going for three? uh, I, I would love some green tea, please. Hmm. Some matcha. Two flat whites and a green tea. Coming right up. Thank you so much. Buzzes out of the room. Okay. Um, I have so much work to catch up on, and I am not going to read books. I just, I can't, like, I can't, I don't have the attendance span to sit and read about it. So I'm going to go and, uh, tom- uh, oh, God, it's late. Okay. Um, I guess maybe tomorrow I'll go out and I will... Try and find some of Grandmother Grandmother Wren's allies here in the Citadel. Um, the two of you, of course, are. I don't know if well. you've actually mentioned the out al- because you would know some of these people in the Citadel. Oh, I'm a, a, oh, I oh, I see. I, I I'm sorry. I neglected to give you the actual names of of oh, the, right. the contacts. But yes, I apparently have friends and allies all across the world of Amora. But specifically in the Citadel, apparently there's a Galt the Artificer who's at Tiller Mill, uh, Sly of the Brooch, Head of Divination, uh, Pomeroy and Quinathranimir, uh, uh, who are spirits. And I just, I, I kind of want to check in and uh, see how I can prepare for my duties and to see what they know about Grandmother Ren and perhaps they know something about the League of Whispers and the Akedator. Those names, did any of the of her allies that she mentioned so for me? Pomeroy is what the spirit is called. You, uh, you don't know Pomeroy the name offhand because... Pomeroy is a spirit that works in uh, the court of Zhao. Zhao College is the Conjuration College. Um, you know some of it because your father, Soft, was a conjurer. Um, you, uh, you know, he was a teleportation specialist, and uh, and your mother Stone was an abjurer. The Kasov Collection is specifically a collection at Gossamer Plaza at the center of Zhao College, which is where the conjurers study. It's one of the 24 courts. Pomeroy, you've maybe heard of, but you know that if they work at the Kasov Collection, that's a collection that basically keeps tabs of and manages all of the bound spirits and entities within the Citadel. So 
your knowledge, if you're a spirit working at that place, you're almost like a spirit working as like a, for lack of a better word, like keeping tabs on the other spirits that Mm. are being housed, invited to, or kept and bound and imprisoned within the citadel. Galt, you know, uh, Galt is Hanna's father. Oh. Galt? Down in... Deliver Mill? Yeah. Oh, I don't think you got to meet her. I don't remember if we... If she was even there last night. Uh, My friend, Hanna, the person I told you almost died when we were playing in the wells. Oh, the one who you said could make me a shield and then we shouldn't bother her about making me a shield? That Hanna? I think it's time to bother her about a shield. Oh, lovely. The last person you would know, the wizard Sly. Um, Sly is in Kabani, which is the diviner's court. Uh, Sly is the head of the Office of Preemptory Catastrophic Deviation, which is one of the old... Sly is a very old wizard. He's, he's over 100 years old. Whoa. And... He's been around for a long, long time, but he's just one of many. There, there's a there's a lot of life lengthening things that older wizards do. So there are these offices that there's kind of a, I think a young wizard would sort of go like, ooh, they get old and they congeal, and there's kind of a film at yeah. the top of the hierarchy where you get put in these offices where now you do this and this is. Why you're still helpful. Uh, the yeah. Office of Preemptory Catastrophic Deviation. Uh, y- your understanding of that office is it's a bit of a joke because it's an office dedicated to averting apocalypses and world-ending events that are in their, like, pre-nascency where it's like they have a 0.001% chance of happening, and when it moves to 0.002, there's this office that's like, ah, something appears on the horizon. Like, it's an office of, like, this one diviner, this, like, one soothsayer is responsible for things that are huge risks that have less than a fraction of a percent of a chance of happening. Huh. Ooh, ooh. Sly? Are you sure that's that's your ally? That's what Grandmother Wren said. Okay. Um, either Grandmother Wren has a penchant for uh, sticky old wizards doing bullshit in the corner, mm-hmm. or Sly is secretly the coolest. My my money's on the first one. He does. He just he 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 dreams of apocalypses. And wonders if they'll have... Look, bias, bias. I see it. I see the look in your eyes. I'm sorry. We can go find any and all of them in the morning if that's what you want to check in with. I I would very much like to do that. And it sounds like uh, we could also get a shield for Ursulan. And also with Pomeroy, perhaps inquire as to other spirits. Ooh, it's going to be... I I don't think you're going to like it there. You might not like it there. I'm not going to tell Why you how you're going to feel. Why won't I like it there? Uh, that, uh, the, the Castle Collection is kind of where we 
store all the information about the spirits that are here, both with and maybe a little bit against their wills. Interesting. Now, when you say against their wills. Sometimes. Okay. Look, I know the way you're both looking at me and I'm going to No, 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 no. I just... Uh, sometimes, please explain. Sometimes there's big, mean spirits that wizard taxonomy would classify as a demon that cause problems. And so we grab them. Trap them. So they don't cause problems. Mm-hmm. Look, it feels thin now. It feels thin. It felt like it made more sense before. I get, I get, I get how it sounds. I get how it sounds. Well, we'll go and have a look. Okay. Yeah, I think and we. And if we on. need to, hey, pull out wave me a breaker. Favor, please don't. If we need to, please don't. <laughs> I still, it's my sword. Yeah, it's you gave sword. it to me. Uh-huh. Uh, the next day, you all awaken. I think I didn't sleep. Subi did not sleep. I also uh, slept as little. I w- a, a, as late as felt appropriate. I snuck out to go train. Nice. Went out and trained that night. Coffee all night, and I'm going through my parents' stuff. And I'll sleep in the. Tra- I sleep in the training room. In the training room, uh, Ame, as you drift off to sleep, you see the fox comes over and crawls on your chest. He looks up at you. Hey, boss. Hi, fox. I'm getting a little antsy. Why? I've been away from real grass for a long time. I know. To be honest, me too. I really like being here with my friends, and right now we have some important work still to do here. But we're going to go, we'll go back to the cottage soon. I, I told, I told Suvi at least just, a week, which we have that much work to do, possibly even more some, but then we're going home. A week. Okay. Yeah. We can do a week. You think those other witches are going to get mad? I hope not. Yeah, me too. <sighs> okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um, all right. There are three colors. There's, oh, there's a little bit of red in the rug. There is blue on the tapestries. And, mm, green on that, oh, fake plant? It's a fake plant. As Ame drifts off to sleep, Ursuline. You train down below. Where is Ursuline as he trains, having heard about the Kasov collection? Uh, I think Ursuline is in, is in him and Steele's training room uh, and has pulled out one of the dummies and is just hacking away at it. Uh, just with a little bit more. I think the, the form gives way to... Uh, wrath. I'm gonna say that I bonus action cast wrathful smite, and I'm just giving it to this uh, training dummy. Your training? So, are you wielding wavebreaker? Or are you oh, gonna- yeah. Um, the smell of honey 
and mist fills the air, and you sever the mannequin in half. <sighs> I go get a second one from the uh, from the cupboard. <laughs> and we move to Suvi. You're up all night. Cyril's back in his bottle. There's a little cappuccino. Uh, the cappuccino on top of it, it's, you know, the words are all messed up. But on top of it, it said, A wizard studies ever late. Her shoulders heavy, burdens great. Yet light will ever meet the sky for one who always wonders why. I really like Cyril. And slam back the whole uh, drink. If his magic is a place I cannot reach, then my mind will extend in every direction here. There are so many mysteries. One's for me, and one's for my friends. And I know I am selfish, hoping that they'll stay. I know they can't. And I'll apologize tomorrow for selfishly asking. There's always going to be more time. But I need to spend whatever I have on figuring this out. I can figure it out. Give me an investigation check. Eleven. Pouring over these. Remember, you now have a homunculus. Go ahead and roll with advantage. (gasps) Oh, look at that. What is a fucking wizard's homunculus for? Ah, if not exactly uh, this, the caffeine does its job. Ah! 23! Yeah. There we go. I zero. There is more stuff. You know, these five boxes, the notes are so small and persnickety. Give me a question Suvi is trying to answer here in the research that she is staying up feverishly this night to accomplish. Where is the focus of her study? There are so many answers to questions in here. You just need the context to know what they are answering. Like you look at their writings and you don't always know what the writing was for, what the spell they were researching was. Something seems brilliant but disconnected from something else because you don't have them to consult with and say, why did you put this here? What is the question you are trying Trying to answer in the negative space of creating your parents from the record they left behind. Looking at my parents, that sort of race between conjuration and abjuration, creation and pushing forward and defending. Who was in a bigger rush? Were they trying to find something new to find a new edge or shore up a defense against something that they saw was coming? Going through their scraps, you find a message of dismissal from the Citadel for a name that you only just learned was your mother's. Prior to her getting her name cloak, you see that she was dismissed and banished from the Citadel and that the order was later rescinded based on an outburst against one of her teachers whom she accused of treason against magic itself. And that's all for this episode of The Wizard, The Witch, and The Wild That's fucking rude, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Are you like this? 
That was Lou Wilson as Ursuline, Erica Ishii as Ame, Abria Iyengar as Suvi, and Brennan Lee Mulligan as everyone and everything else. Worlds Beyond Numbered is produced and scored by Taylor Moore and edited and designed by Jared Olson and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. Welcome to the team, Jared. Your staff of the Fortunate Horse is in the mail. I promise. Thank you to Michael Gelfi for additional sound design and to Will Savino for additional music in this episode. Will is a terrific tabletop composer, and you can find mountains of his wonderful music on Spotify and YouTube and Bandcamp and anywhere else you care to search for it. Check out the show notes for links. For even more like this, join us on the Worlds Beyond Number Patreon. We'll see you there. 